listening to the Discovery Hour, a VIC original podcast. Hello, welcome back to Discovery Hour. I'm Sam. And I'm Leo. In case you're not familiar with our show, this is what we do. We take albums every week, new albums, hopefully, usually pretty new. And we re- review them, we listen to them, we talk about them. We try to start with something that we aren't that familiar with because we like to discover things here. That's why we're called Discovery Hour. Discovery Hour. Hour. Yeah, we take the cover art, we take the track list, we talk about it, we talk our expectations, we listen to it off the mic, and then we come back and review it with you guys. And hopefully you guys listen to the album too. Yeah, it's like so, a little yeah. Discovery listening party discussion area it's a lot of fun a lot of discovery (laughs) so i work called discovery (laughs) (laughs) now you know our secret exactly um last week we covered the album thunderboy by javon so go listen to that if you haven't yet it's a wonderful project of we actually got reached out to by javon himself after we posted about listening to the album on our Instagram over at Discovery Hour. And Mm -hmm. it was really nice of him. He was a really good sport about our review. Um, He gave us a lot of his uh, opinions and thoughts on our review. And it was just really cool to be able to interact with an artist that we both, you know, just kind of discovered (laughs) and both really enjoy. Yeah, it was really nice to get to hear from someone who we like really enjoy their work and want to like i don't know i've never gotten that opportunity in that way to talk to an artist that i really revere because even though like we had a lot to say about the album about how it didn't meet some of the things we were thinking of like it's still crazy what he does and his animation and his music and his vision he is a very respectable person it was crazy to get to like talk to him so shout out javon for being a really really shout cool out guy. javon listen to our podcast of his album and also please listen to his album listen to his other albums too he's got some great stuff so for sure yeah for without sure. further ado let's introduce this week's album and artists shall we we shall it's gene <laughs> dawson gene dawson um Pixel Bath is Gene Dawson's album that we'll be covering today. It wasn't released too long ago, dropped on October 23rd. And I'd never heard of Gene Dawson before, but this album's been making waves uh, online, on hip-hop Twitter and stuff like that. Been seeing a lot of people tweet about this, and the cover art for it looks really killer. Yeah, and that's, that's what we base our first impressions off of. Around exactly, here. we look at the pixel or excuse me, the album art <laughs> pixel bath, and we're like, Whoa! and that's like, Okay, we gotta listen to this now. And yeah, I've yeah. never even heard of this man before. And it, this isn't his first album, he's got a little bit of notoriety already. And he, he uh, looks like there's a pretty notable feature on this album. Yeah. I don't know if he's worked with this person before, but that's Track pretty big. Two features. None other than ASAP. Yes, sir. Rocky. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> so, yeah. 
Yeah, we're pretty excited for this project. If you look at the cover art yourself right now, you'll see it's just Gene himself with this nice white helmet with a rainbow visor. Is it's, that Gene? It, I think so. Probably. Probably. This is the extent that we know about. We don't know anything. This is a true, this is probably the truest discovery hour we've done so far. Exactly. We know Either nothing way. about Gene, know nothing about his music. 13 songs, 38 minutes long. Not that long of a listen, but not too short either. And it's 13, a chunk. And really cool cover art and really cool title too. Pixel Bath is a really cool name. For sure. I'm expecting some very like glisteny and colorful rap songs on this. Definitely and... colorful based off that album art, but who yeah. knows? You never know. Exactly. Maybe we'll get some contrast in there, some uh, contrasting elements to spice up our lives. Something we didn't yeah. expect. All right. So, shall Pixel we get Bath. into it? Yeah, Pixel Bath by Gene Dawson. Just we'll sure be right, right back, everyone. Well, to, to you guys, we'll be back in literally like this. So, But also, if you're listening along with us, It'll be 40 minutes of us listening together, and then we'll come yeah. back and talk about it. What a nice experience, huh? Huh. <laughs> All right. All right. We'll be right back. We're back 38 Hello. minutes later. Hello. And what a 38 so, minutes it was. Yeah. Holy moly. I hope, that <laughs> people, I hope that if you're listening to this, you listen to that at the same time as us so you can have this same headspace because wow. Yeah. That was really something. Um, yeah. I do have to come clean about one thing, and I wasn't uh -oh. aware of this, but... I actually knew one of the songs off of this album before Eek. listening to it. I'm so sorry. Oh. That song wasn't a discovery, but it was so on my July. Yeah. It was on my July playlist because Gene Dawson had released it as a single. The song Clear Bones, one of the last ones on the album, but it definitely was a lot interesting to hear it like recontextualized within the album, and I hadn't heard it in a few months, so. It it still was a bit of a discovery. It's a know. rediscovery hour. Yeah, exactly. We've still got the discovery in there. Yeah, it still definitely. Counts. It still counts. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you're lucky that you heard that before because I feel like I've been missing out by not knowing about this guy. Yeah. Uh, I'm, like, wow. I'm kind of amazed at this project. It's... um. I, like I said in the beginning, a lot of people on the hip hop tour were talking about it, but it's not that much hip hop. It's just kind of that's true. Its own thing. Yeah, and it, it kind of uh, defied my expectations in that way because I went in expecting more hip hop. Like we saw ASAP Rocky yeah. on there, and I was like, "All right." I I didn't feel like it was going to be straight hip hop, obviously, because of the cover art and stuff. Yeah. Um, but it definitely. It definitely subverted all those genres. It was something else entirely. And it was a mix it, of a lot of things, which I love. 
Yeah, it starts off very with this like heavy kind of uh, instrumental that's very like kind of poetic and dark, and then it just kind of goes into this indie rock ballad, and it just stays in that <laughs> mood for a while, and it's so cool. It all sounds very clean. Gene Dawson's singing is sometimes like really smooth and pretty, and sometimes just really rough and coarse. Yeah. And it's used. He uses his own tones like very well. He uses them like appropriately at the right yeah. times. And that was really sick. See, this it, reminded me of Kid Cudi so much in so many places. Yeah. Because Kid Cudi, like the voice for one, when he uses that rough voice, it's like, wow, that is very much Kid Cudi. And then also just the style, because Kid Cudi's influenced by like kind of alternative, like, power pop kind of like alt rock i don't know power pop yeah term, but like that, that 90s kind of feel like rock and this has so yeah. much of that but it's kind of polished to a different extent than kid cuddy and he does sorry i'm gonna go on a bit of a tangent in fuchsia the song fuchsia butterfly is off of kid cuddy's album <laughs> speed and bullet to heaven or hell i, I don't know which one yeah was. speed and bullet to heaven i think that like record was panned um but that song i really like and i think the stuff that Kid Cudi does in that song is kind of on this album, but in a in a way that's a lot more accessible and like poppy. Yeah, twenty twenty, like a hundred percent twenty twenty. Definitely, yeah. I feel like this definitely was different from my expectations because I remember mentioning I think it was going to be a bit more electronic, and it definitely does have some electronic songs with like you know, more clearly like robotic bass sounds and also just like synth pads and arps and stuff like that. Yeah. But it mixes a lot of genres together. I wouldn't say that yeah. this is like just an indie rock album and I wouldn't say that this is just a hip hop album and I wouldn't say that this is just like a pop album. It's like an indie pop kind of rap rock thing and it's really, really good. It's yeah. It carries of like it carries a very consistent feeling all throughout the album. Even in tracks that are very different, they're all still very like exciting to listen to. Yeah. None of the tracks are like, eh, this is kinda boring. <laughs> they're all just very much grabbing your attention and taking you on a ride, and then it drops you off on the next track, and that track like picks you up like almost immediately. Yeah. So, the the album is, is so high energy the whole time. And like by the third song, I was thinking like, he's not going to be able to keep me interested in yeah. something like, like, cause usually I'm not a guy who listens to very high energy music because I feel like mm -hmm. I just kind of get overwhelmed and oversaturated, but he takes enough breaks and like, yeah, it's interesting and catchy enough that like, you never want to get off the roller coaster. It's like high energy the whole way through, but you never get tired of it. You have enough switch ups and like production and in delivery that it stays interesting. So you start off with like devilish and triple double, and they're super high energy, super rock and roll. And then you get into Shiner, and it's already like more, it still has that rock stuff going on, but it also has these like nice synth patterns going on and stuff like that. And I synth pads going on, and I think that that's really cool and then you get a song like poster child which is about like five so tracks in it's track six it, right it's track seven 
track seven and it's at the perfect position because it's like yeah. right in the middle it's this nice very synthy interlude it's very powerful but it's not boring either it's not just like a break it starts off slow but then the ending yeah. is this amazing crescendo that's yeah. super fast and energy pumping it's incredible and then that leads right into oh six burst the song after that which was probably oh. like the hardest it goes yeah. the hardest on the entire album it which is saying a lot so because crazy. every song in this album goes hard but oh six burst is like so oh, six I was... burst is a different beast because the production yeah. on it is so crazy and different it very much kind of it uses the rock stuff still i like that about this album a lot it's never just like putting an idea out there and then never touching it again it all is kind of constantly just building up upon what the last track yeah. introduced and then 06 burst is just kind of like here's everything we've done so far but also all this other crazy stuff that mm. hasn't been done before on the record and it's so cool yeah that was uh i just wrote down insane on that track <laughs> that I was left to write i just that's what i felt but the whole it's album was very, very cinematic um yeah like every song i was just thinking like this seems like the kind of song you'd put over like a montage of like some amazing yeah. like summer like like crazy thing that happens in some movie i'd almost cursed so i had to and i feel like that <laughs> really be <laughs> it happens i had to say holy moly in the beginning of the podcast holy moly uh but I think that that point that you're making about it feeling like a very cinematic piece really comes like together around the last four tracks. So starting with Policia, it's like it, it just really sort of begins to come together in a really satisfying way there. And then mm -hmm. you get to Clear Bones, which is an amazing song. It, uh, it was an excellent choice for Gina put out as a single, in my opinion, because it worked really well outside of the context of the album, but in the context of the album, it changes a lot because it sounds a lot more conclusive and a lot more impactful. But when it came out as a single, it was still a really good song, you know? So, because I, um, I didn't spoil it <laughs> like some people. I didn't know. I didn't know that. I didn't know that that single would become a part of like one of the best albums i've listened to all year for real yeah that's not an understatement though it really is yeah. speaking of conclusions though like you said um one of my i know we're jumping around a little bit here but one of my yeah kind of biggest gripes and it's not even a big gripe with the album is the last song yeah and i think the ending of pyrotechnics the last song like saves it for sure like i love that ending it like yeah a nice cap on the whole like cinematic experience of the album but i think power freaks was a lot stronger as a song and like emotionally than Pyrotechnics was i think that could have been a much better end to the album yeah i agree with you because power freaks ended and my brain was already on yeah. the mode of like wow that was such a good album because it just sounds like such a closer yeah and yeah. Then I was like, oh, yeah, we still have one more song. All right, cool. And then it's a, it's kind of not, 
I think every song on this is terrific, including Pyrotechnics, mm-hmm. but it's one of the least interesting ones. It's kind yeah. of not as exciting or as interesting as the other ones, and that's kind of disappointing to have as your closer. Yeah. And I guess the feeling that I get from it is kind of like how I how I said while we were listening to it, which was, oh, we still have one more song. <laughs> It feels yeah. like a bonus track. It feels like a little gift that he wanted to give us. And I'm like, all right, that's cool. But this isn't yeah. the deluxe edition of the album or anything. This isn't like a bonus track or anything. This is the proper closer. And I feel a, a little bit disappointed by it. Yeah, I feel a little disappointed by it just because of its place, the context yeah. of the album. But the song itself, like, still... It echoes again, Kid Cudi. Like it reminds me of Definitely. the feeling you get when you're listening to Kids See Ghosts or you're listening to yeah. Ghost Town. And it's just that kind of like sublime feeling. And like the lyrics, like I don't know if I can even say the lyrics because of our because it's a podcast on the ice. Yeah. I don't think but, you yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'll just stay away from it. But it really does like by the end of the song when he ties it together with that little like uh <laughs> that robotic female voice that keeps showing up. Yeah. All over the album, I think it made the song for me because it really does capture that feeling. And as an ending, thematically, like it fits perfectly. I just wish it was a little less, yeah, repetitive. I guess. I think, yeah, no, I think it's a great song. I just do wish it were placed somewhere else, though. The very end of it, like you said, and those robotic um, voices that show up in other places on the album, showing up a lot here. It's. Mm-hmm it does kind of help make it seem like a conclusion a little bit more, but it's kind of like you, you didn't have to do that because power freaks <laughs> was such a good closer, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know where else this track would go on the track listing. Though, yeah. That's because... the thing. It's, it's, it's supposed, it would be on a lesser album, like an amazing, like conclusion, like blown out of the water, but because of just the quality of each song leading up to it, yeah. it didn't blow us out of the water as much as it could have. Yeah, and in terms of song length, I think it's really interesting because it starts off with like three minute something songs and then it kind of stays in the two minute range for a while, one minute, two minute range. And then the last four songs, and then the last two songs, sorry, are yeah. in like four minutes, right? So there's definitely like a almost kind of like a math to it uh, with the duration of each song, which <laughs> I think is really cool. And I think that maybe putting pyrotechnics in like another point in the album would maybe throw the album off a little bit because by the time we get to pyrotechnics, we're kind of, you know, concluding. So having more time on a song around the end makes more sense than yeah. in the beginning. Yeah, I wasn't at all ever. There wasn't a single song where I was like, okay, I'm ready for this to end or I'm ready to go to the next song. This whole album felt like it went by like, in a breeze because of how exciting it was and fast paced and high energy. Um, I felt that way a little bit in the beginning, but it was a very quick sentiment. It would be like, all right, can we move to the next one? And then like 10 seconds later it would. So it wasn't that much of a turnoff for me. Or it would just like the song itself would switch up in a way that was like, Oh, exactly. Yeah. Where it's just like, oh, right, I wasn't expecting that. And also, like I said, it goes to that, like, two after two tracks, it goes to that, like, two-minute range and kind of stays there. And that's a very, like, good range for these tracks. They don't overstay their welcome, but they're also not, like, 
oh, I wish there were more of this, you know? Yeah, we get so much with each song. Like, um, Poster Child is an amazing song, mm-hmm. and I love the ending of it so much, even though it's, like, a short ending. It's yeah. But it works, because it's kind of like this burst of energy, and it's gone. Yeah. It's like a flame. Yeah, I don't know if they, it's really if they good. needed anything more in that song. It started out... I thought it was just going to be, like, a fully, like, kind of... Um, lo-fi song like how it started but i was happy yeah. like i thought because that's what i hoped for really i was like i need a break from this but then by the time he started getting back into it i was like okay never mind i just want this to stay exactly how it is like yeah I, I really exactly really vibing with it yeah i really overall i don't know how much time we're at i should really start I monitoring do. that oh perfect but yeah i I really dig this album, honestly. I can't wait to listen to it more. Um, yeah, it's it's really something... I don't know. I wouldn't... This is somehow not, like, super out of the box and different, but also simultaneously, I feel like I've rarely seen someone try to execute a project like this and succeed to this extent, you know? Yeah, like Kid Cudi comes to mind. Frank yeah, Ocean yeah. also comes to mind on a few songs, but it's definitely something rare to see to see an artist that's just kind of. I know this isn't Gene's first album, but he's definitely you know kind of just starting out, right? And yeah. seeing him already make something like this that goes so hard and that explores so many ideas lyrically and instrumentally, it's really impressive yeah and that's the thing it's not just like pretty on the outside like glimmering music the lyrics themselves are really like emotional and and personal and that kept me interested too like usually on an album like this i would just kind of listen mm-hmm. to the music be like that's nice but the lyrics really kept me kind of wanting more and more like from the oh album. yeah it kept like providing that like it wasn't ever just kind of, it didn't feel shallow or anything or just like showing off it was like the music really had emotion behind it and his lyrics helped yeah with that. yeah it definitely it doesn't just feel like instrumentally like very cinematic like you said it also lyrically feels very cinematic because of the subject matter of each song and the way that gene delivers all of the lyrics so passionately yeah it's, we got like five minutes just yeah yeah, no, it's this album is really something to behold. I can't wait to listen to it over and over again and possibly yeah. formulate a clearer opinion than the one I just delivered. But that's the yeah. beauty of Discovery Hour. Exactly. It's We're these, just a little bit giddy. Yeah, it's these it's giddy, impromptu reactions, you know? Yeah, I'm excited a lot in part because this album is like, a mix of all the stuff that I love, like '90s yeah. alternative, like emo punk kind of stuff, like the on Policia. That song reminded yeah. me of Pinkerton by Weezer. That whole yeah. album, Pinkerton, like Blink One Eighty Two. That's what I was thinking of when I was listening to that. And the guitar and the bass, yeah, it's real instrumentation, and it's all like really good instrumentation. Like I don't know if he's playing it himself. If he is, he's like extremely talented because. It's all worked it in so, so well good. and so well. Like it's, it's on another level. And a hundred gex is another thing that came to mind. I just want to share this thought that I had. Yeah. 
in a, in a in terms of like the craziness and experimentation of it, yeah, but definitely very different production style. It's a different production style, sure, but it feels like Hundred X has been out for like years and years. I know it was only last year, but I just feel like there had to yeah. be some influence here because of how much how the switcheroos and like he's unafraid to use like production methods that some would be like, oh, that's like overused or kind of annoying. He works them in in a way that just like perfectly fits what he's trying to do. And I think 100 Gex kind of set a precedent for like just kind of going out of the park and not being afraid to do whatever the hell you want on your album. And yeah, Dean Dawson definitely just did whatever the hell he wanted. And for me, there is very heavy Kid Cudi and Frank Ocean influences we both mentioned. But something that I hear a lot on this is kind of Kevin Abstract influence from not even necessarily just the Brockhampton stuff, but from his solo albums and EPs. Definitely. I, it, it, it definitely feels like a more well thought out kind of version of what Kev, Kevin Abstract used to do. But there's definitely some inspiration there. and. Yeah, this is just a lot of different genres and ideas that I, that all of which I really like working together and blending together super well. Yeah. So, yeah, me yeah. too, man. I, I'm really excited to see where Gene Dawson goes. And I'm, I'm definitely going to like listen to this album all the way through again just for fun. Yeah. And I don't, Same here. it's hard to do that with a lot of albums, but this one, I'm looking forward to it like as soon as possible. Yeah, I'm looking forward to making memories with these songs because, like you said, yeah. very cinematic. Yes. So I can't wait to, like, years from now, listen to this album again and be like, oh, I remember when I did this and, like, listened to this song, like, not long after yeah. when I was living through this and I used to listen a lot to Pixel Bath. So. And these songs work at parties, they work in the car, they work just when you're lying in bed. And I could see, like, every situation. Yeah. Song could, like, fit your mood. Same here. This is so yeah. We liked it. We loved it. Pixel <laughs> Bath by Jean Dawson. Go give it a listen if you haven't yet. We're not sure why you haven't listened to it yet. Yeah, we on, told man. you to do that. Come on. Come on. Come no, on. It's fine. You'll do it. It's fine. Do it. It's fine. You'll get the hang of it. You'll get the hang of Discovery Hour. Everyone does eventually. Yeah, that's the thing about Discovery Hour. <laughs> and next week we don't know what we're doing yet. We but. don't know what we're doing yet. That's the beauty of it. We'll decide, like, on the dot, maybe a little bit before. We don't know. We really don't. All right. Uh, cool, cool, cool. That cool. was great. Thanks for coming along with us. That was great. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you next week. See you bye next bye. week. Bye-bye. Discovery Hour, a VIC Radio original podcast production.